Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The lights are out. The game is over. And we're ready to break it down. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7. The Game. That's right, it is time for Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo, Smart Home Security, Chris Towns and Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson, live from the Crown Royal Club, after the Golden State Warriors eliminate the New Orleans Pelicans, and we're now heading to the Western Conference Finals, and oh yeah, they tie a record. With this win, they have now won 15 consecutive home playoff games. That's tied with the 1990-91 Chicago Bulls for the longest streak all time. What a night here for the Golden State Warriors, 113-104. to And the matchup we have waited for really since... You remember, Matt, we did the post game for the very first game of the year here where the Warriors lost to the Rockets, and they were jumping up and down, coming off the floor uh, with that late review, and now we're finally going to see these two teams get after it in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot of fun, and we're going to find out if the, if the Rockets are any different than they've been in the past. They've added a couple defenders in P.J. Tucker and Luke and Bob Mute. Chris Paul obviously gives him another dimension. So we'll see. I mean, I still think on paper the Warriors have more talent than Houston. Houston's got home court. Uh, but but after you watch the Warriors play certain stretches of this series, it's it's tough to pick against them, let's put it that way. Yeah, this is it. Ali Frazier, we talked about it all season long, and we finally have it. Tonight, the Warriors used that infamous third-quarter run to put the game away, so we thought. But there are warts. I won't be negative. Uh, No reason to be as of yet. But uh, just like closing out the San Antonio series, we thought it was over. And then it's not over, Townie, and and they suck you back in to where you think, okay, maybe uh, the Pelicans have a chance. But at the end, it was too much Golden State Warriors. I can't wait. I just hate we got to wait six days, and I'll keep saying that until we're off the air. How excited are you for this matchup at 888 And we can talk about this game. Forget your warts, Guru. I told him, Matt, 8.36 in the third, when Steph hit that three, I said, it's over. Yeah, they could have a run and come back, but I kept telling you the whole time. From 836, 8.36 mark in the third quarter, once Steph hit that three and the building went wild, I told you it was over. Yeah, and you almost you also reminded me of your key to the game. Uh, yes, I did. I said uh, – kind of fizzled out at the end. Clay had a good game, but I, – I, I kept reminding you that I said, Clay early, get it going, my key to the game, and that's exactly what happened. It was good to see – I mean, really the stars take over. Steph, Clay, KD, and Draymond. 
they accounted for 94 points, 53% of the scoring, while the rest of the team just 19. But the big four got it done tonight, Matt. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, when they play the Houston Rockets, I I think they're – their stars are going to be the ones that are going to win or lose in that series. Um, I think I think there's going to be seven key players in the game, the four Warrior big players, and then Chris Paul, James Harden, and, and Clint Capella. I think that the I think that the Rockets are better than they've ever been in Steve Kerr's tenure, but I'm still I, I, it still feels like they're a player short uh, when they play the Golden State Warriors. I know they beat them two out of three this year, and I know they have a lot of firepower, but I just think the Warriors are are, are a little bit better, and I think they are uh, just a little more buttoned up on both sides of the ball. Uh, I, I, give, I give Houston a, a shot at a couple games because they have home court advantage, and that's one thing that's going to be unusual is just seeing the Warriors play a game one on the road. I mean, we haven't seen that since Steve Kerr became the coach, and it just it just changes everything. We're just we're just never used to seeing the Warriors start a series on the road. And I wanted to ask Steiny something that uh, I've been thinking about during this game. A lot's been made about the Hampton Five and Iguodala starting, but after the first quarter tonight, the Warriors were up six. And my question to you, Steiny, is: Do you think that's worth it? You, you know, did you get a, a return on your investment to, to kind of switch things up? And I felt like they could be up six if they started Nick Young, and we've seen that in the series. So I'm just curious if you think this pattern is going to continue when they play the Rockets of, of keeping that secret weapon, as I like to call Iguodala at the start of the game, to come off the pitch. Oh, it's not a secret weapon anymore. That, 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 this whole death lineup, because it originally started with Harrison Barnes, that was something that really showed up late in games. They throw that on you, and it was ball game over. If you're starting the game out with it, that's not the secret weapon anymore. You're saying this is who we are, right? And and they were only up six tonight. You know, you're winning, but did it have that 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 effect? That I think you know a lot of us in the media, you know, made a big deal of like you know they were going to be up fourteen or sixteen points at the end of one quarter. Yeah, no, just uh, in general. At halftime, they're only up three. So I felt like everything was out of whack. Yeah, I think they're going to go with it mm-hmm. because it's their best lineup. And, and Steve Kerr seemed to indicate that it may not be the last time they use it. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know if it gave them what they wanted. I know that when they started Nick Young in the first two series, they got off to bad starts uh, with Nick Young. Uh, last game... They got off to a great start with this lineup, especially on the road. And and even tonight, you take a six-point lead after one quarter, I think. So I I think Steve Kerr would have you to, would have uh, would tell you that that it worked well, especially because I'm just looking at the plus-minus, and there's Iguodala uh, sitting at a plus 25. So I think Steve Kerr's probably happy with the results tonight. By the way, let me correct myself. The Steph, Clay, Katie, and Draymond, the 94 points combined by the big four, they shot 53% from the floor. And then the rest of the team, 19 points, they shot 
35%. By the way, we're still going to hear from Steph Curry. I know it's late. It's wild. It's, uh, it's a celebration. KD is the only guy that's come to the podium. So we still got to hear from Draymond Green. We still got to hear from Steph Curry. Play. Uh, maybe they're uh, – Having a little fun. Why not? You just want a series, another series. And and you know what? We take it for granted because we have such great expectations for this team. But Clay Thompson, we were running the sound before the game at Warriors Warm where, where he said, hey, winning these series, it means something to keep, you know, putting those notches on your belt in your career. He says when a lot of guys never even won playoff series. Let's head to the podium. Here is Steph Curry. It surprised me, but they always just kind of uh... – Impressed and you know, and take a talent like that for granted with uh, what he brings every single night. I'm doing it again, man. <laughs> this is crazy. Hey, Raymond, we're gonna need to switch us up. I'm uh, it's uh, no, it's just fun to watch and the intensity he plays with and timely plays on both ends of the floor. Um, it's what a what a, a gamer does, and that's what he's been his whole career and uh, early in his career, never. We rarely showed up in the stat sheet like the way he stuffs it right now, but now it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, <coughs> right now it's just uh, the whole package, so it's amazing. Yeah. Draymond, uh, can you now toot Clay Thompson's horn? Uh, he's been he Mr. Steady for you guys. Uh, what, what's he going to mean for this uh, Houston series coming up? Uh, he's going to be huge. Um, you know, obviously he's, you know, a big part of what we do um, with the way he spaces the floor, um, the, the offense he brings to this team. But more importantly, what he does on the defense side of the ball as well. Uh, you know, he's really key in us in our defense. Uh, the job he's done on Rondo the last two games uh, was huge, you know. So I think he's going to have – I mean, I'm looking at this stat sheet. He was two for eight from three tonight, and it seemed way crazier than that. Like he really had to go in there in that first half for us. So – you know, definitely looking forward to, you know, what he's going to bring to the table in this series uh, coming up against Houston. But, you know, it's no different than what he's brought, you know, for the past six years since I've been here. Steph, what left you most encouraged tonight when you're looking at your progress overall with just everything? Um, I don't even know. I was just out there playing basketball, having fun. Uh, second half, I would played the whole fourth quarter so it's nice to get a, a full 12 minute run like that but other than that um like i told you this morning in my head when i'm out there just trying to play free not worry about anything continue to try to get my rhythm on both ends and, and keep moving and uh the last three games have been the four last four games have been solid so uh I'm looking forward to continue to build that momentum into the next series steph uh Steve said Steve said you are back um, your conditioning's there everything you know to play 37 minutes in a playoff game that tells him you're you're back and, and Kevin just said Steph's unleashed he's he's step um, do you feel like that I mean yeah I feel good I feel confident in what I'm able to do out there <clears throat> timing can still get a little bit better with the ball and things like that when you start to get so excited still like when I'm out there and miss the six weeks it's still uh appreciative of just being out there playing so uh yeah like i said i continue to get better continue to get my timing right continue to uh get back to the normal rotations normal you know minutes that i'm out there playing and hopefully won't look back 
for uh, both of you, I think your last time, 10 or probably more series have started in Oracle. Uh, this next one obviously starts in Houston. Um, is there any part of you that's going to embrace the attacking role of the first two games instead of kind of the protector? Definitely. Uh, it's, you know, it's been a while since we started out a series on the road. Um, kind of forget that feeling. Um, but we're definitely looking forward to it. You know, this is a great opportunity for us. You know, when you're going on the road, the mindset is to go get one game. Uh, hopefully you can do that in game one. But nonetheless, that is going to be our mindset. And, you know, I'm looking forward to the opportunity, you know, for us to go start a series somewhere else. And, you know, not so much where we're at home, like you said, protecting. Uh, just trying not to give up a game. You know, we got a couple of swings to go in there and take one. So uh, I'm looking forward to that for sure. What do you both remember about the uh, January 20th game? And is there anything that somebody said afterwards that kind of stuck with you? We lost. That was about it. That's all I remember. Yeah. <laughs> what somebody say after? Mm. What did he say? What would he say? Oh. What would he say? Yeah, you got to play the game now. Um, you know, that's all fine and dandy in January. But now you got, you know, they got us, we got them. Got to go out there and play. And we'll see who better. A little, a little, just a follow-up on that, Draymond. You've heard from the beginning of the season how they were obsessed with you. Uh, now that, that in your mind, did you always figure this was going to be the matchup? And what does it feel like knowing that they've been thinking about you guys the whole time? Uh, not necessarily. You know, we just played a great New Orleans team. Uh, that we, you know, was a tough matchup for us. Um, you know, they played us very well. You know, it looks oh four one, but those games weren't that easy. You know, so can't necessarily just say, oh, we knew this would be the matchup. Uh, you know, we had a lot of work to put in to get to this point. Now, in saying that. Um, you know, they have made it known that their team is built to beat us. Um, you know, kind of their, like you said, their obsession or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. But like I said before, you know, all that stuff is cool. You can you know, build your team. Obviously, you want to build your team to beat the defending champs because that's usually how you got to go to get a championship, the way you got to go. So, all understandable. Um, that stuff has been said for about a year now. It's time to play. So, just is what it is. Jim on staff, um, this way. Actually, uh, last season uh, during the playoff time, you guys had uh, 16 and one, and uh, right now you're facing Houston Rockets. As uh, people consider that as a great team right now, do you guys feel like that that could be like a most uh, difficult matchup since the the finals in 2016? Every series you play gets harder and harder and harder, so uh, following that trend for sure. Um, like Draymond said, we face a tough physical San Antonio team. So turn the page, face a, a tough athletic uh, New Orleans Pelicans team with some great talent. You know, that's the cream of the crop in the Western Conference, and in order to get to the finals, uh, we got to elevate our game, and that's that's what we we enjoy about you know the playoffs in this moment and this stage. And I think it's it's hard. Uh, Coach Kerr always says it, it's why you pour champagne on your head when you walk in the locker room after you win a championship because of how hard it is every step of the way. So we've been there. We know what to do. Time to do it. 
Uh, Draymond, you became the first Warrior ever to average a triple-double uh, in the playoffs. Uh, can you talk about just sort of what your mindset was this series? And then also, did you feel like you deserved... <laughs> and then did you feel like... Did you also feel like you deserved a good laugh or a moment of levity when you went over to the Pelicans huddle and kind of stood there and messed with them for a moment? Um, I mean, I guess that's, you know, great to be the first person in the history of a franchise to do something, but... Nonetheless, you don't get triple-doubles by yourself. Uh, you don't get rebounds by yourself. You need everyone else boxing out uh, on the court. I don't score points by myself. You know, I got great teammates that find me and give me great shots, and I don't make the baskets of the pass that I deliver to them. You know, So um, you know, I don't get fooled into thinking that, oh, I average a triple-double in this series because of me. You know, I play, I, like I said, I have great teammates, super talented, um, that makes the game a lot easier and, you know, very fun to play with. So, you know, it was great, but it's not just about me. And, you know, it, was, it wasn't really a huddle. Uh, you know, it was just they were shooting free throws. I, somebody tapped me on my back. I took off running. I thought they was, like, about to bring the ball down the floor. And Josh said, hey, you got to get out of the huddle. I said, hey, bro, this ain't no huddle. Like, I'm just standing over here like they standing over here. So it was fun. I saw the play that they was watching something of us. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, this is for either of you guys. Um, Steve talked about the the common influence that Andre Godala brings, and I guess it kind of showed during that run when he was out. They kind of made a run to come back in the game. How has he been for you guys this all season, um, or just in general? How has he been a common influence for you guys? He's just a, a professional that knows how to. Uh, be in the right place at the right time and seems like nothing really rattles him and he just finds a way so <clears throat> I think he's embraced his his, his role um, which is I guess in our terms it's kind of undefined he's just he's out there playing he kind of fills a lot of the holes and gaps and defensively we know what he's, what he's capable of uh, he's timely with his voice in the locker room and on the court so um He's appreciative of just what he brings to the fold, knowing how important he is to what we do. And you never know when it's going to show up um, night in, night out. So it's, it's big for us. Um, Coach Kerr was talking about how uh, Andre is like a babysitter kind of on the court. Could you just kind of expand on what he means by that, how he kind of maybe keeps things calm out there for you guys and uh, his contributions even when he's not really scoring points? <coughs> Yeah, that's that's what he means. He keeps us, you know, all, <laughs> uh, you know, pretty stable. And you know, I, sometimes we get a little crazy out there. He kind of settles things down now on both ends of the floor. I think that's what he means by babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he can come watch the kids. Yeah, Maybe I need a babysitter. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1, KGMZ San Francisco, the radio home for every Warriors playoff game. It's always funny when you're holding somebody else's phone and they get a very interesting text that makes us all laugh. Uh, that's a little inside joke here from the Crown Royal Club. But you heard the guys talking there after this 113 to 104 victory. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. And one of the interesting factors, no question, 
is the fact that under Steve Kerr, they've never opened up a playoff series on the road. And I start thinking about what Kerr said, you know, when we feel threatened is when you kind of get our A game and the fangs come out. Maybe this will be a good thing that they start out on the road because they are going to have that little threatened feeling as they're going to be opening up against the Rockets at their place. I think for a team like the Warriors, it's going to be an advantage almost yeah. for them. Because think about it. they All they have to do is go down there and, and win one out of two. And it feels like, well, they can do that. But the reality is they could go down there and win two out of two. And so then they could theoretically come back here and, and finish a series off. So I think, I think in a way, the pressure's all on Houston to start this series because if it – if game one were here like it normally would be, then then all Houston's got to do is get their split. But I guarantee you, Houston, they they, they got to have at least one of these games. And they might have to win both to win the entire series. But the, the one thing that's going to put pressure on them is if they get down in game one and they start realizing, man, we don't win game one. Now they're already playing with house money for game two. So I, I actually think this, this changes this, the, the pressure, and the pressure now goes to the Houston Rockets. Yeah, and I, I think the Warriors are actually looking forward to uh, embarking on uh, new terrain by being the underdogs in game one. It's something we haven't seen in the Kerr era. And the Rockets, they got all the talent, Towney. But it's in between the eye. I, I don't know if they got the moxie, if they can, if Chris Paul is what we thought he is, and he can keep this thing together when push comes to shove. Uh, I'll be glued to the television to see if it happens. But I think it may be too much pressure on the Rockets to know and start the series out at home that they can't slip up. And if they do, oh boy, like Stoney said, you got two here. Well, it's the unknown. The Golden State Warriors have won multiple titles. These players and this organization hasn't done it since a long, long time ago. So the jury has been out on especially their two star players on how they will perform in the postseason and can they get it done in Paul and Harden. When you say, Matt, I mean, the pressure's on because this is these guys' shot. We always talk about Especially Chris Paul. Yeah, this time of the year is where where your legacy is made. Well, I think Chris Paul uh, sent his own kind of message tonight uh, with his ball game. What do you end up with? Forty-one. Uh, let me look here. Forty-one, ten, and seven, and he was phenomenal in the fourth quarter. Uh, so there's a player who wanted to get to the Western Conference Finals, but I don't think Chris Paul is the kind of player who's going to say, "Well, I'm happy to finally be here." Uh, I, I think he knows that. He doesn't have a lot of years left to try to win a title. This might be his best shot with this team. And I, I, expect, the, I expect the Rockets to, to give the Warriors a series here. If it, if it, if it were to go less than, I don't know, less than, uh, I, think the, I think the Rockets are capable of winning a couple games in this series. I don't know if they can beat the Warriors, though. And you talk about the ghost of uh, Steph Curry for Chris Paul and how his tenure came to a, uh, a, a crash and halt in L.A. with Steph Curry doing the crossovers and everybody laughing at the gifts of Chris Paul on the ground. We thought it was over. I did for him. I thought he would never get to where Steph Curry was at. 
trying to get a ring. And lo and behold, he gets tra- he get traded to Houston, and here he is to try to exercise those demons. You look at James Harden, lost two, some people say, MVPs to Steph Curry. He's been in the way. Now he gets a chance to exercise those demons, and you get game one on your floor in the Lone Star State. I mean, if Houston were to come out and blow it, I mean, forget disappointment. It would just be you're going up against a team we all know is better than you. And if we find that out in game one and they can't hold serve, to me that would just shift the series early, early on. All right, the number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. I've just gotten a little information. Not that I'm into this kind of stuff. This is not stuff that I'm into, but the series price, the overall series is not out yet. But the Rockets are the favorites in game one, two and a half points. So that should tell you that the Warriors will probably be small favorites to win the series. Why does that? Why? Because normally be three, uh, but they're just a little bit of a favorite right now at home in the first game. So probably overall, that means the Warriors will be a favorite, but not like a big favorite like they like like they normally are. Yeah, I mean the Warriors are still the favorites to win the title this year. Yeah, and no. and and even though. This series starts in Houston, and they have home court advantage. Uh, Houston's still the underdog. The, the The problem Houston may have is if the Warriors convince themselves they're the underdogs. And I have a feeling the Warriors will because that's the kind of thing they do. Uh, Especially starting out on the road. Yeah, they're going to. It's you against the world. Yeah, I think. I think. I think it actually for this particular year sets up nicely for the Warriors that they're going to be going down to Houston for the first two games. Would that fall under the umbrella of being threatened? I think so. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you're that starting. That well for the Rockets. I, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you know, you see how games can be for the Warriors, you know, in the first half, like tonight. But you got to give the Pelicans credit because they were playing with a lot of desperation. And then the third quarter, they take over. we got some crazy third quarter stats. But then they take over in the third quarter. But now – you need to be guns a-blazing from the get-go, and that could bode well for him. It's time to hear from the fans, brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nation's. Let's go to Christian and Pacifica. Lead us off tonight here on Warriors Wrap-Up. How you doing, fellas? The Toronto Raptors and the Portland Trailblazers prove this postseason that the regular season does not matter. Um, I feel like June is here. The NBA Finals is here. This Western Conference Finals will be the – it's not going to be as competitive as people think it's going to be. I feel like the Houston Rockets may may take it to six. I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors ended in five. The Warriors are the only team in this league that can play on a different gear. They take their play into a different gear depending on their opponent. And I feel like they're going to do it here against the Rockets. I think they'll beat them in out in five, hopefully six. Appreciate the phone call. It's possible. It just sucks that we have so many days to talk about it. Like the Super Bowl. Almost. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> you know, they got to wait till Monday, then Wednesday, then they don't play again. Game three, not game three's not back here till the twentieth. Explain that to me. I, I just don't get it, but. Uh, the excitement is there, so it's almost like Christmas Eve 
to where when we get up to Monday, uh, it just sounds so odd. Monday is the day, but uh, I'm excited, and the hype is going to build, and I wonder if we'll get some trash talking. I mean, these two teams aren't shy, but uh, I'm eager to see it play out. I mean, the one thing is, you know, we talked a lot about Pelicans this this past round, the Spurs. Uh, I, I don't think there's any doubt this is going to be the toughest series for the Warriors. I mean, no, it's it's. I think a lot of Warrior fans uh, think they can just kind of discard the Rockets, and there was some talk about how the Pelicans might be a bigger challenge for the Warriors than the Rockets. I, I never saw it that way. This is the this is. This is going to be the toughest series for the Warriors. Now, they might beat them in five. But I still think this is going to be a tough series for the Warriors because they're going to have to play well in this series. And they, if, if they play like they did against the Pelicans, against the Rockets, they'll lose another game, I think. Because the Rockets are better than the Pelicans. They're better than the Pelicans offensively, and they're better than the Pelicans defensively. So the Warriors are the favorites, no doubt about it. But I'm, I'm just not, I'm not ready to dis- dismiss the Rockets and call them the same old Rockets anymore. Uh, I think there's a different team. Uh, Warriors would be well served to, to respect them. And I think that uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the series. I think it's going to be fun. James Harden has a bag, and in that bag, fellas, uh, they're tricks. And I'm wondering if the referees, how he's going to be officiated. Because if he gets those calls and those gadgets that he uses, Downey, uh, then he's rolling and everything's working if he's hitting his shot. But I've seen time and time again to where if he doesn't get that call or that, you you know, try to get the guy up as we saw tonight and it's not working for him, I think he goes to the left a little bit and the rest of the team follows. So I'm eager to see how one James Harden, the beard, is officiated in this series. Well, I, I was wondering where you are going to go when you said he has a bag and what's in that bag. So it's tricks. Yeah. Okay. No, he's uh, he's a bad man. There's there's no question about it. I mean, this is, and I know he's been, you know, he's been to the finals before. But this, you know, these are the type of series. This is about there. This is about either adding on to the great legacy of the Golden State Warriors, or really cementing something for these other guys that have been great players too. I'm also a little surprised that at. A little bit of the dismissal of Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul is still an excellent point guard. And the one thing about the Rockets, I thought in years past, was they weren't the they weren't the smartest team. All right, they weren't they weren't the great decision making team that they they needed to be to take it to the next level. And say what you want about Chris Paul, uh, I mean he's he's a smart player. I mean, look at tonight. I what do you have? Forty, ten, and no no turnovers tonight. He's the only guy ever to have 40 points, 10 assists, no turnovers, since turnovers became a stat in 1977. Damn. Yeah, pretty amazing. In the playoffs. But, you know, you look at Chris Paul when he was with the with the Clippers. I mean, he had to be the best player on that team because Blake Griffin typically struggled against the Warriors and Draymond Green. So now he's got a player, James Harden, who's better than Blake Griffin. So I... I I give the Rockets a shot. I wouldn't bet on them, but I give them a shot. Give them a puncher's chance. 888 957 8 wins, 
Eight to go after the Warriors take down the Pelicans, 113 to 104. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. championships in three years we're not about to run off talking about how bad we want to play somebody like we want to win another championship and it don't matter who's in the way of that if you're in the way of that then you happen to be in the way you know we're not about to run around like yeah we want to play them in the conference finals for what like it don't matter to us who we play however we got them all right now let's get it let's we get to it now now back to warriors wrap up on the home of every warriors playoff game 95-7 the game Warriors wrap-up is presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson from the Crown Royal Club here at Oracle. And the third quarter. You think about what the Warriors did in the third quarter during the regular season. They were plus 371. And then tonight they go out and outscore the Pelicans, Matt, 36-19 to in the third quarter. And really it was ball game over. Uh, it's two games in a row, really, that that's happened. Uh, the Pelicans made a nice run at the end of the second quarter. They actually took the lead briefly. Uh, but but in the third quarter, in the last two games, the Warriors used the first three or four minutes to bump a lead from four or five tonight to double digits. And then the other uh, two, nights, two nights ago, uh, they pumped it up to 14 or 15, three or four minutes into the third quarter. And and that's, on the one hand, you you think, man, you just can't allow the Warriors to do that. Problem is, it's a lot easier said than done. I mean, they score points, and I'm talking about the Warriors, in a hurry. I mean, in a big-time hurry. And, and tonight, there was a point where I looked up, and I, I want to say they probably scored 20 points in the first four minutes of that third quarter. It was so... Uh, so explosive. Tim Jordan not only is a great engineer with us tonight, he is. He's also a great basketball analyst. And as he was sitting next to Guru and I, he laughed by going, "My God, you look up and they're already up by twenty out of nowhere." I mean, they got up by twenty six. And one thing that you know, you got to think as a team because they struggled shooting in the third quarter, and you just got to think as a team. My God, I mean, they've got to feel it. I mean, if we're feeling it, how are they feeling when they're looking at the scoreboard? And next thing you know, you're down 26 points like that. Yeah, no doubt. And when you're as great as the Golden State Warriors and, and, you know, I say, oh, I think it's going to be over in the first quarter, the fact that they know they possess this weaponry, this is why it happens, and it happens so fast. When you know you can just hit that like you're in the Batmobile, Tammy, you can hit that button, and it just 26, we're up 26, yeah. and here I am like they didn't finish strong. Dude, they just, it took four minutes to get up that. It's incredible the arsenal they have, and I think now this next series they'll respect Houston because they'll see themselves in the Rockets and know if they're not on their P's and Q's, the Rockets could go on a run like them. And we won't see lulls because tonight and against San Antonio, I, I believe we saw lulls to where it's like, where, where did this come from? You were just up 26, and it happened again tonight. Yeah, Alvin Gentry tried to pull a Popovich tonight and tried, started calling a lot of uh, timeouts, but it, it, it didn't help, couldn't stop it. Well, I think the most surprising aspect of tonight's game is that the Warriors didn't shoot the three ball well. No. It, it felt like they shot it a lot better than they did, and when I just – 
took Blake. a look and saw that they were 7 for 27, I was thinking, man, was I watching the same game? Because it felt like Clay hit a bunch early. Yeah. felt like Curry got his share. So that that's, I think, the scariest part of all. Well, how about this? In a 113-104 win, would you even think, if you didn't have the stat sheet in front of you, that the Pelicans hit more threes? I thought it might have been close because the the Pelicans were making threes. They did early, but yeah, they they but one no, of seven have, in the second yeah, half, one I, of seven. Yeah, they I they, they, they thought it was, it was as, ten to seven. So yeah, this was kind of something. Usually, when the Warriors win, usually that that on the stat sheet is what they're winning. But the assist, thirty six to twenty six. You know, they get over thirty assists. It's usually ball game over. Yeah, and they got so many guys, as I just mentioned, that can shoot the three ball. But now you're going to play a team that shoots more, attempts more fill, uh, three point shots than you do. So we're about to get to it. And and whoever's hot on any given night, it can go any given way. And there's some special talent out there on both sides. Like Draymond said, let's go. The funny thing is the Warriors don't take that many threes. They're right around in the middle of the league right now. I mean, I know it's the playoffs, but, um, you know, they haven't shot as many threes this year as they have in the past. Uh, and, and I think one of the reasons is because teams are their, – their opposition has been doing a better job of, of trying to take that away from them. And that's fine, except the Warriors can beat you at the basket and they can beat you mid-range too. So you always have to give something up against the Warriors. If you want to try to take that three-point shot away, and they did a little bit tonight. I haven't even looked at the points in the paint, but I'm going to bet you the Warriors had way more. No. Okay, so I'm wrong. Points in the paint has been dominated by the Pelicans in this series. Tonight it was 56-42. to Now the Warriors had them early. You know, as we get the box score every quarter, the Warriors had them early. But in the end, Pelicans finished with 56. And they've dominated that stat. Well, then how'd the question? <laughs> because when you think about it, it they the, had a few more buckets. On the, the other shot hand. Tonight, that was the that was the big problem. 188? Yeah. You can't, you can't let the Warriors shoot 12 more shots than you. Because even though they didn't make threes, night... They shot 48%. So in it's 12 extra shots is going to be six extra buckets, which is going to be at least 12 points. And look at the margin of victory. It was 11. Well, to me, the, the box score in the end really doesn't tell the exact story because of that late run that they had. Because before that late run, they were absolutely, the Warriors were absolutely dominating yeah. them. Up to almost 30 points. Yes. And that's why I thought they were going to win by at least 25. It didn't happen. But one thing that's, uh, I don't want to say bothering me, but, uh, again, another night where Clay Thompson, who we take for granted, I believe, 2-8 from deep. I mean, you're going to play this Rocket team on the road. I know it's just more than a snap of the finger. Any concern there that we haven't seen Clay just get that ultra NBA jams hot from three? Uh, he, he he got it going early, but uh, didn't – yeah, that's – I know. The way he, he, he played didn't tonight – sustain it by he, any stretch. I'll take 10 for 22 in a playoff game. Well, I was talking from the three-point line, 2-8. Two, yeah. Two, yeah. Let's go to Floyd in Oakland. Floyd, you're on Warriors wrap-up. Yeah, I, I think the playoffs are set up this way for a reason. And the Rockets, you know, they came out ahead during the regular season. The Warriors got to go in there – 
if if the Warriors steal one game out of the first two, that just puts them even. You know, so I th- I think it's a steep hill to climb. The Rockets are built to take the Warriors apart. That doesn't mean they will, but it doesn't mean they won't either. Yeah, no, I, I like I said, I think I think the. The one thing going for the Warriors is that I don't think they're going to take the Rockets lightly because the Rockets are good. I mean, the Rockets have had their best season in franchise history. Uh, they have home court. So you, you nobody, could... nobody thought the Rockets were going to have a better record than the Warriors this year. Nobody thought the Rockets were going to have a better record than the Warriors at the All-Star break because of the schedule that the Rockets were looking at. Now, that doesn't mean the Rockets are better than the Warriors. It just means that they have home court. But I guarantee you the Warriors respect the Rockets. I guarantee you that. And I don't think they respected the Rockets a few years ago. You can't say they don't have a puncher's chance. No, of course not. Because number one seed. Because if you get – look, the, the, the reason Houston's dangerous is if it gets down to the last two or three minutes and it's a close game – they have two players who can win a game for them. Chris Paul and, and James Harden. They can win games for you late. And so that's, that's, that's the danger against a team like that. Now, of course, the Warriors do too, but they're going to be looking at guys who can win games for the opposition also. The Warriors are 35-5 and at home in the playoffs since 2015. Absolutely amazing. John Dickinson is going to join us, break it all down right here, 113-104, to 104, and the Warriors eliminate the Pelicans. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Curry. Holds the dribble up top, guarded by Clark. Good head fake, step back with the dribble. No space left side. Dribbles around, gets to the baseline, shoots a fadeaway jumper. How did he do that? Curry just weaving his way and shot it over Anthony Davis. I thought he had about a 20% chance. Curry in the middle of the pack. One dribble, it's about a 26-footer. There it is. Curry! That's his signature one there. The deep one. Coach was really trying to monitor his minutes and trying to help him get back. So as a player, you know, it kind of takes you out of your routine a little bit. And you just start to think just a little, you know, about when I'm coming out or from a play, you know, longer the next game. You know, you just start thinking about unnecessary stuff. And I think uh, Coach did a great job, though, just, you know, giving him a little bit here and there. And then tonight, um, really just letting him go. And you've seen, you know, when you let that, when you let the dog off the leash, what happens. And uh, we're going to need him to continue to be aggressive. And we'll live with anything after that. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on the home of every Warriors playoff game. 95-7 the game. And, of course, Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo, Smart Home Security, Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson, and now joined by John Dickinson. Eight wins, eight more to go to get the title. Yeah, isn't it crazy? I mean, it has gone by pretty quick. At least it, it seems to me like it's gone by pretty quick, but the Warriors are literally halfway there in terms of the total amount of wins that they have to get to, to go back-to-back. Back. It's, it's kind of amazing when you think about it. I mean, this and this is the series that, in my mind, might as well be the NBA Finals. When you look at Cleveland, this might be the worst incarnation they've had with LeBron James in over a decade, and Boston is down their two best players, although they've had a million other guys step up, and you know, Philadelphia, if they somehow became the first team ever to come back from 03, uh, you know, they're just a 
very young team that, that probably wouldn't have near enough to, to beat the Warriors, and they've showed that in this series against Boston. So it's fun. It's halfway through, but it, it's go time. And this is the one that, you know, so often, Matt, the last couple of years, there's been anticipation over this matchup or that, and for whatever reason, something happens, yeah. and we don't get to see it. Somebody gets hurt. Right. Somebody gets knocked off before they face the Warriors. Of all the series in the Steve Kerr era, really, there's only been maybe two or three that you really get excited about from the point of view of, boy, this is going to be a thriller and may even be a coin flip once you get four or five games into it. Uh, no doubt about it. I mean, last year, uh, it was it – was, devastating when Kawhi Leonard got hurt in the first game of the Western Conference Finals. It just it it took all the intrigue out of a series that up until that point looked like it was going to be at least interesting enough that the Spurs came in and won game one. So, you know, let's hope everybody stays healthy in this series and that both teams are at full strength and and then we'll see if we'll find out who the better team is. No, the big topic of conversation downstairs, obviously, is the obsession, the stated obsession of Daryl Morey and the Rockets that they have for the Warriors. And and Draymond Green adamant, hey, we're not about that. We're about whoever's in our way. We're not defending champions sitting up here one, two of the last three years talking about being obsessed with anybody. It's all a matter of who that next team is. And, you know, the Rockets, though, you want to beat the champs? Obviously, they want to be the champs, and you've got a couple of guys in James Harden and Chris Paul who, who are terrific players in their own right, and they would love to get what this Warriors team already has. And we've been talking about J.D., I mean, two words. Obsession is one, and then threatened. That's something that we kind of learned uh, from New Orleans when Steve Kerr talked about when his team plays at its best, they feel threatened. Maybe just maybe it's better that they start on the road because you will feel threatened right out of the gate. You're in a hostile environment. We all try and play that game that when you're on the road, it's you against the world. Yeah, Draymond Green's looking forward to it. He was asked about it, and he said he He's really looking forward to knowing that you have to go in and, and win one, and the Warriors have won one on the road in 17 consecutive series. They're going to have to win one on the road, obviously, in this series uh, if they're going to win it. And, and really, you may have to win two on the road because quite often in these series, the team without home court advantage will steal one, and you come back for games three and four, and quite often that, that team with the home court advantage will well, win one of them on your floor, and it's 2-2 two, two after four. And then if you're that underdog team, you're going to have to win game five or game seven on the road. Now, I'm not saying that's how this is going to play out or anything like that, but quite often it, it can mean you got to win more than one on the road in a series. Well, and the other thing about the Rockets, I, it seems strange the way people are taking what Daryl Morey said and trying to spin it into a negative. To me, you couldn't have said anything more flattering and more respectful about the Warriors than we can't stop thinking about them. I mean, I don't, I don't understand how that's spun a bad way to make the Rockets not look. I mean, to me, the Rockets saying that, or even their own, or their their general manager saying that, it it it's proof that you know they're going to be ready. I mean, they know the challenge here. They know. They're probably the underdogs. They know that this is one of the best teams in NBA history, quite frankly. So uh, 
I realize a lot of Warrior fans don't like the Rockets. They don't like Harden. They don't like Chris Paul. But you got to give the Rockets credit because they completely respect the Golden State Warriors, and they envy them. Well, think about it. Back in the day, everybody was obsessed with having to play Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Same thing in the Eastern Conference with the Celtics, with, with, with Bird, McHale, and Parrish. In the West, it was Magic, Kareem, and Worthy. you got to earn it. I mean, this has been going on for a long time. It's nothing new. Yeah, and uh, there's so many compelling storylines to this series. I just wonder, does James Harden have to score 40 or 50 points for the Rockets to win? Have they improved to the degree, J.D., to where he could score 25, have an efficient ball game, and they still beat the Warriors? Or is it the old James Harden to where he's got to go video game mode for them to have a chance to win and hang on at the end? I think he's going to have to have probably two games where he goes crazy. But I I think Chris Paul's going to have to play well. Uh, for them to challenge the Warriors in this series, I, I think the other guys are going to have to make shots. Look, the, the whole volume of shooting threes for the Rockets isn't going to work against the Warriors. It's <laughs> flat out that. not going to work. You're not going to shoot 45 unless you're making 18 of them. Well, they did tonight. But unless you're yeah. making 18 of them, 45-50 isn't going to work. Is and they run a lot of isolations. They run a lot of a lot. They take a lot of quick bad shots. And if you're going to do that, and the Warriors will do some of that too, but and the Warriors will play that pace, although the Rockets are a much slower pace team actually than they've been, and they are certainly compared to the Warriors. But the point being, the bad shots, if you're going to do that and you're the Rockets and you're not going to make them, the Warriors could kill you. They really could. And they could go on some big runs, just like we saw in this series with the Pelicans, against that Rockets team. And if the Warriors can get the Rockets on their heels and get them into some big runs, then you start to wonder, how do they handle it? How how does Chris Paul handle it? How does James Harden handle it? How does D'Antoni handle it? Because those are three guys, whether you like it or think it's fair or not, it is legitimate. Those three guys have not been able to get it done when the pressure's been on them. Steve Kerr had this to say about Draymond Green. We haven't talked about it yet, and I thought it was very interesting. The guy has huge energy, amazing defense, incredible basketball intellect. He's a future Hall of Famer. I mean, he's right in his prime right now, but this guy is uh, he is uh, the perfect modern-day uh, NBA big. You know, he can guard everybody. He can step out and make threes. He can handle the ball in transition. This is what this is what the NBA has become, and you have to have uh, somebody like Draymond to, to have a good team. So we're lucky to have him. And, of course, Steve Kerr brought to you by Farah. Check out Farah.com and discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free for sellers. And I know some people might went, whoa, wait a minute, Hall of Fame. Well, whoa. you think about Defensive Player of the Year, he already has two rings. And remember something we talked about in Warriors warm-up. We talked about his outstanding college career. He was Big Ten Player of the Year. He was in tournaments. He's the all-time leading scorer, Michigan State. So that's not too far-fetched to really think about. I think he's on track to be a Hall of Famer. No I don't doubt. think he's there yet, but I, I think without a doubt he's on track to be a Hall of Famer. If he has another two, three, four years close to what he's been, Maybe another defensive player of the year. Maybe a couple of more rings. And to be the only Warrior to average a triple-double in a playoff series, I mean, don't that, that, that's a big deal to me. 
and Dennis Rodman's in the Hall of Fame. I, I, I call uh, Draymond Dennis Rodman on steroids with, with the other things he's able to do on the floor. Uh, that's not too far-fetched at all. So just think about four of the Warriors' five starters are – to me, are on the fast track to the Hall of Fame. That, that's that's wicked. And some would even say, Matt, that Iguodala's oh, got a shot. Now, I, now, that's about a, it. now that's a non-starter for me too. But but people do talk about. Uh, it. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Let, let, getting back to the Rockets, uh, you're talking about Harden and what he needs to do. Clearly, the the Utah Jazz are not as good as the Golden State Warriors. We know that. Nevertheless, James Harden was eight for twenty-two in Game Four. And tonight he was 7 for 22. Those are awful shooting nights. Oh. They still managed to win both games because Chris Paul uh, was spectacular in both games. And then P.J. Tucker made some shots tonight. So they do – I don't think they win both of those games a year ago if he does that. Maybe they can find a way to win one, let alone two games that were won pretty – Pretty handily. I'm gonna and look. That's where the difference to me between the Warriors and the Jazz comes out because the Jazz just don't have the offensive weapons. I'll give them one game in a series that they could win like that. I don't think they can win more than one game where they play that poorly unless other guys are really knocking down the three. I, I just don't see it. the The seven for twenty twos. I, I just that I just don't see that happening. Maybe you get away with one of them, but the Warriors are too good to where you're going to win multiple games in a series like that. The other thing that Brockets are probably going to have to do, Matt, and the Warriors will have to avoid, is you know the close games. I know you guys were talking about that and the Rockets having an opportunity. The Rockets basically won two games, the both games out of the three in the season series. The Rockets basically won them both down the stretch. Mm. They, they, the Warriors had made a run in the last game in Houston, and I think Iguodala missed the opener. The guys were out in all three of the matchups. As we dissect it the next couple of days, we'll have to get into the ins and right. outs of all of that. But the Warriors had made a big run, if you remember, in that game in January. And then the Rockets took control of the game, I want to say, the final seven, eight minutes. So they won it down the stretch. The Rockets won the opener here on down the stretch of the game, out-executed, and, and Chris Paul was out. Remember, he played and yeah. started, and he was out the remainder of, of that game as well. So it went both ways. But I think a key is, you know, could the Rockets really win, you know, four of these seven games or toss-up games close down? Could the Rockets really win three of them? You know, because that, that's almost what's going to have to happen. Well, I, I actually think the Rockets uh, the Rockets may get a blowout win at home. Mm-hmm. It's, Maybe it's, one. It's, I'll it's, give one. That, that, to me, is within the realm of possibility. Uh, one thing about the three regular season meetings, uh, while I don't think you can throw them out entirely, I know the Rockets aren't going to throw them out. The Rockets are going to cling to the fact that they won two out of three. Uh, nevertheless, the Warriors didn't use their small lineup one time in any of the three games. Uh, they didn't put out uh, what what tonight was their starting lineup of Iguodala, Durant, Green, Thompson, and Curry. So if you're a Warrior fan, you feel... Very good about the fact that your best lineup didn't play a minute in any of those three games against the Rockets. If you're the Rockets, you got to discard that particular facet of it, and you got to concentrate on the uh, on the fact that you won two out of three, including one game here. Yeah, and speaking of the lineup, guys, number thirty played thirty-seven minutes, went to the ground a few times, couple of cheap shots. 
but for Warrior fans, that's got to be like, I mean, he looks cheap. like he's all the way back. Am I wrong? Cheap I, shots? Steve Kerr agrees with you. Yeah, no, he, yeah. It, I cheap shots that he's back. Oh, oh, oh yeah. And, and at 37 well, minutes tonight. Shots? I, 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 there was one time he went down, and he, I thought he was going to get a technical that uh, there was oh, no foul. Holiday, holiday yeah, shoved yeah, him, was yeah. open on a layup. Yeah, Steph didn't like that. But the fact 37 minutes, that's a lot of uh, – those are a lot of minutes, but – that's what you call a, a tune-up, Townie, right before the showdown. And the final 12 of the game yeah, as well. And that's the first time right. that he's played that 12-minute burst. Well, guess what? Get ready because you're all going to be playing a ton of minutes in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, and the one interesting thing about Iguodala tonight was Kerr said when he took him out, that was it. He didn't want to put him back in the game. And actually, Kerr joked that tonight is the game that kind of shows you that Iguodala isn't overpaid wow. for his money because he was out of the game. He didn't want to put him back in. And Kerr really credited the fact that Iguodala, when Iguodala was out of the game, that's where the Pelicans came back in the game. And he called him the babysitter, you know, how he calms everybody else down. Everybody had a good laugh about that. But uh, Iguodala. How do you think he played tonight? I Passed up some he's shots? He's a part of that group. <laughs> I'm so, I, Yeah, I mean. He passed I, I don't, up some shots, Downey. He, yeah, he. Um, I love you. He was a plus twenty-five. Yeah, I know. And he was one for four. You he know what really that is? He, That's the opposite of Nick Young, because Nick Young would have been four for four, and he would have been a minus twenty-five. So I mean, he just if you notice watching the game, he just does not want to shoot for the most part. Yeah, and and look, it it comes and goes, and they're going to need him to hit shots yeah. in that series. And, and, but no, and take him, JD. Not just hit him, take him. Yeah. Can't hit him if you don't take him. And again, tonight, like to me tonight, you just look at the takeaway from tonight. The number one takeaway for me tonight was, yeah, it was that lineup. But to me, it was all about the four All-Stars. I mean, you just look at their numbers. I mean, just look at Curry, 28. You know, Clay Thompson was going off in the first quarter, in the first half. Not another Warrior in double digits off the bench. Durant, terrific, 24. And then you just look at, I mean, Draymond Green's line, I mean, 19, 14, 9, three steals, couple of blocks. Again, a game where he had two blocks, but it felt like he had three or four more challenges that weren't blocks. It's now time for the play of the game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Durant looking, lobs it in to Draymond. Draymond fakes a handoff, turns and shoots over Miritich. Got it, Draymond! Big time bucket! I mean, to tell you. Ends an 18-2 run. The Warriors lead by nine. Draymond was big late for him. No doubt about it. And after you have a play of the game, you got to have a stop of the game. Stop of the game brought to you by Quick Stop Markets. Fill up and load up at Quick Stop. Holiday gets it to Davis. Back to Holiday. Lob for Davis. Deflected. Draymond's got it what off the play. rim. What a play by Draymond. Ripped it to Durant. To Clay Thompson. Inside hand. Left side of the bucket. It's good. And the Warriors lead by 7. 23-16. Clay has 14 of the 23. And another timeout for the Pelicans. That's the way to handle the ball on a fast break. Get the easy two. Draymond was exceptional defensively down there, Tim. He just knocked the play away and took it out of their hands. It looked like Davis was going to get a dunk. You know, it's just amazing, guys, that people who don't watch him on an everyday basis, they really don't know how good he is. Well, everybody's finding out. You talking about Clay? No, I'm talking about Draymond. 
Oh, everybody knows Draymond. Yeah, good. and you talk about the commercials. He's earned every one of those I'm, bad boys. I know, but let me let me tell you something. No, you can you can find quite a few people on Twitter who, who would say if he's not on this team, he's not that good. Well, he, I'll he, say this. He, I think you could make a case, and I mean, maybe this is an obvious point as I say it because it, it feels a little bit more obvious as I move through. I think you could make a case he's their MVP of the playoffs so far. Yeah, you average a triple double in a series. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Durant, it's got to be him or Durant, sure, right? But, sure. But, I mean, I, but I when mean, Curry I see, didn't play the first round. What's so special is when you say Durant, I could say Steph Curry. When you say Steph Curry, I could say Clay Thompson. Well, I'd throw Curry out because yeah, he didn't play. Yeah, but when you say Draymond, there's nothing else. He's the only thing in the cupboard. He is just rare and special, and that's why when you say he's the MVP, I'm all in. I mean, because you got so much of the other guys in the three ball, but Draymond, the grits, the moxie, the intimidation, the voice, the, the audacity. There's, there's no other like him in the league, man. And, and you heard Steve Kerr talk about it and sing his praises. He really came into the league at the right time for him. Yeah, he did. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, he's the perfect type of big for the style of play throughout the league uh, at this point in time. There's no doubt about it. He'd be he'd be my MVP. The if fact we were... that you're even calling him a big and he's 6'7". He's wow. a big. He's a, Yeah, he's a power forward. I mean, to me, he's, he came in the league, he's a power forward. He had to be power forward to be successful. I didn't. He was too He was too chubby coming in to be a three. <laughs> well, now, when... now, what, now, what Matt and we talked about this a lot, we, we wondered if he could really play the four and really play the five. Mm. But he's well, initially, I mean, we're going back four or five years. Well, I mean, when he was drafted... He was. They were Three, still four. using the the phrase tweener. And look, what do we got? Two, three minutes here, something like that. Okay, like yeah. And no, I just wanted to say that. So oh, Dray, wow. so Draymond Green comes into the league. Why was he a second round pick? Well, because people didn't think he could play power forward because he was too small, and people didn't think he could play small forward because he wasn't quick enough, and. What he managed to do was create an advantage for himself at both positions. Mm. Everybody looked at, well, he's not going to be good enough to be a power forward. He's not going to be good enough to be a small forward. The reality is he can play both positions and put his defender at a disadvantage. Boy, I wish we would have had Arlo on you in New Orleans. <laughs> that would have been a sight. <laughs> I, if I could have had the 1080p HD quality cameras, are you kidding me? See who's at your door from the couch or anywhere else. It is the best. Wire-free. No cords. No wiring hassle. It, these cameras are truly amazing. And they just give you that sense of security that you want to have, that you know that, you know, some, the cameras are always watching your house. And I love the motion detection. If anybody ever gets in front of your camera, if anybody comes to your front door, you're immediately going to get a message sent to your, your cell phone. And you can see exactly who is at your front door. And then with the two-way talk, you can talk to them. Why are you at my front door? And I can tell you for my family, because my wife orders a lot of stuff that gets sent to the house, it really helps a lot because we know when the packages, Matt, are being delivered to the house. Absolutely. You can see who's coming. You can see them in clear detail. You can see who's at your front door from your couch or even if you're not even there, Townie. 
So, J.D., I know if we would have had it on you, we could have helped you with the two-way talk to help you make better decisions. Unfortunately, we didn't have an Arlo camera on you. But the good thing about an Arlo camera, very versatile. Indoor, outdoor, you can move them very easy. Yeah, no, that's great. And you, you may not have wanted to see everything that was going on. That's probably hashtag fact. Uh, you go to Arlo.com. That's Arlo.com. Or do you want to see these devices and get it immediately? You can also go to Best Buy because you can check it out at Best Buy. All right, that's it for Warriors. Wrap up Warriors with the win. 113-104. They're moving on to the Western Conference Finals, Guru. We've been waiting for this the one. Lone Star State. It's going to be Monday at 6 o'clock, so that means we're going to be on from huh what are we 30 4 30 to 5 30 yeah 4 30 every single game every game is going to be at six o'clock game three is actually five okay sorry alex i missed one by an hour <laughs> they would have figured it out all right warriors wrap up from oracle we'll see you all tomorrow right here on 95 7 the game have a great night everybody this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy Celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.